0: As a priest, I often interact with people at the big moments in their lives. You know, usually these moments revolve around family in some way. You know, At the birth of a first child, at that child's baptism, new parents often admit they feel a call in the moment to be better people, to get right with God, to get back to church, and so on. At weddings, too, As the bride and groom contemplate family life, they often feel the need for God's grace, that they might be better people. And as our families gather to pray and mourn at funerals, we also contemplate our own mortality and our need to be, with God's grace, better. There are exceptions, but usually family makes us better. This is because God's plan for the good of humanity and society is rooted in the human family. For most of us, when surrounded with relatives, we are better people because family draws out from us acts of charity. It helps us grow in patience and all the other virtues. It helps us plow through the difficulties of life. It gives us a sense of belonging and it helps us on the path to heaven. And while no family, except maybe the holy family, is perfect, in generally, family, as structured according to God's plan, is a great good for us and for society. I mention this because each year on the first Sunday after Christmas, the Church emphasizes the importance of family by giving us this Feast of the Holy Family. On this feast, the Church presents the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to us as a model for all of our families. So let's take a closer look at each of the three persons in this family, starting with Joseph. In the infancy gospel narratives of Matthew, Joseph went from someone who was ready to prevent the Holy Family from ever coming together to someone who did everything possible to keep that family together. As we heard in the reading at the Christmas vigil, Joseph was going to divorce Mary when he learned she was with child, a child that was not his. In that same gospel reading, we heard how, through the message of an angel, God revealed that Mary had conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and that she was carrying the Savior of the world. Joseph placed his trust in God and took Mary into his home as his wife. He cared for Mary and shared in the joy of the birth of her son, whom he named Jesus. When Herod tried to kill the baby Jesus, Joseph took the holy family, fled to Egypt, and keeping this family together, he returned with them from Egypt to Nazareth after the death of King Herod. My point is, Joseph did all in his power to provide for and to protect the Holy Family from all the dangers that threatened them. The same is also true for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her role in the Holy Family was to nurture and to protect and to support her son. She nursed Jesus, taught him how to read and how to pray the Jewish prayers, and St. Luke tells us that Mary pondered in her heart All the events that involved her son, from the first moment of his dedication in the temple, as we just heard, when Simeon foretold that Mary's heart would be pierced by a sword of sorrow, all the way to Jesus' last breath on the cross when he died for our salvation. Mary was there for all of it. And then, of course, there's Jesus, the very center of the Holy Family. As an infant and a child, he depended completely on Mary and Joseph and was subject to them. The Gospel accounts tell us that at the age of 12, Jesus went with his parents to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Passover. He remained behind without the knowledge of Joseph and Mary. The Gospels tell us that his parents found him three days later in the temple, asking questions and teaching the religious leaders there. When Mary told Jesus how anxious she and Joseph were in trying to find him, Jesus responded, Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? We are then told that Jesus returned with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them. From that point on, we don't hear anything about Jesus' life until the beginning of his public ministry at the age of 30. During this whole time, it's most likely Jesus lived with Mary and Joseph, there as the Holy Family. And in that place, he learned the trade of carpentry from his uh, guardian and foster father, uh, Joseph. So here we have the the holy family, a model for all families. The father, St. Joseph, fights against everything that would destroy the family. The mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, creates the home and nurtures the family. The child, Jesus, is the love around which the family revolves Like St. Joseph, fathers, along with their wives, must protect their families from the evil forces that seek to destroy them. Although King Herod isn't uh, sending troops to kill our newborns here in Stanley, uh, the evils of materialism, abortion, drugs, pornography, and gender and sexual ideologies that have saturated our culture, even children's, especially children's cartoons and movies. These threaten the very core of our family life. They put the eternal fate of our souls at risk. Fathers and mothers must protect each other and their children from these evils. Like the Blessed Virgin Mary, our mothers, along with their husbands, must embrace their role in nurturing their children. And that includes not only providing for the basic physical necessities of life, but also the spiritual necessities of life. They must teach their children about God and his commandments and God's unconditional love for them. And as children observe their parents together, so important, together actively worshiping God at Mass each weekend, teaching them to choose right over wrong, giving over selfishness, reaching out to those who are hurting or in need. The children, as they see this, they learn that the love of God and neighbor is expressed not only by words, but by actions. This is how we are meant to live. And like Jesus, children should show respect and obedience to their parents who have been chosen by God to protect and nurture them. The fourth commandment to honor our father and mother makes it clear that we have a duty to respect and care for our parents throughout their entire lives, even as they get older and as we get older. And so today on this Feast of the Holy Family, let's thank God for the gift of our families. Let's pray for the grace to live better the Holy Family's virtues of selflessness, of obedience to God's will, of respect for others. May we strive to be holy like the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, trusting that if we do, we will be better people, perhaps even saints in the end. And that's what matters most. Amen.